What's up, EOE community? Bringing that back for season three. Shh, don't tell Anthony. But we are here, if you're living in the Northeast, happy Monday, a snowy Monday indeed that we have here. And if you're not, hopefully there's no snow by you. But if you're in the South or in warmer climate, enjoy that temperature. Please share that uh, what your view looks like today on social media and tag Extraordinary Accents. We'd love to see where you're listening in from. So just do that if you want. If you don't want to, that makes me sad. But today's episode, we are recorded some of our live that we had going on our Instagram this morning. On sun- Well, I'm saying this morning because today's Sunday. You're listening to this Monday, so this would be yesterday for you. And just a few questions that came in, something about generosity and giving. Anthony gave some insight into some of the things that have happened this last week and we're just excited, and, and Roxy, you'll hear a question about her on there as well, which is our dog. Um, but we love you guys, and we're so appreciative of, of all of those that are listening to this, that share our content. We're looking to constantly improve, add more value, create things that you guys can go back to and utilize and take something new each time you listen to it. So today's, today's episode is unofficially, actually no, it's officially sponsored by the Phoenix Manifesto and the soon-to-be Phoenix Manifesto audiobook that will be coming out whenever all the legal things are done with Anthony and all these streaming services. But thank you guys for listening. So, yeah, so I figured it'd be easier just to have a quick combo. So talk to me, man. Some people have a tremendous amount of influence. Maybe they've built some sort of wealth already. Maybe mm-hmm. some people can almost not even pay their bills, right? So if generosity is on somebody's heart, how would you recommend that they start being generous? Or what did that process look like sure. for you? Major impact. Sure, sure. Um, okay, so let's start with let's start with this idea uh, of giving. So, regardless of how much that you have, if people are not willing to to realize that giving is really a it's a it's a position that we start with, you know, it's a faith thing. It's uh, realizing we all have more than we need. Anytime people feel they don't have anything to give, it's really a perspective problem. In most cases, we all can always give. So I'll give you an example. Last night, Dylan, yesterday, Dylan has an engagement photo shoot, and it was just so freaking freezing cold. And Dylan's like, you know what? People that are homeless are freezing. So he started looking for those space blankets and different things. So generosity can be, first off, you being willing to think and to consider other people before yourself. It doesn't only have to be giving, but when you give money to proper resources to proper outlets then you're changing people's lives i mean support financial support to people in different parts of the world and to people in this country it can be the difference between life and death money is a tool money is a tool that's to be leveraged where it goes and does work for us and it goes out to do things that we're not willing to potentially do ourselves maybe we don't have the time or we don't have 
the access to do that. To think about, I mean, Dylan, we looked up at Alibaba. I mean, it only costs like 1600 bucks, 1800 bucks or so to get 5,000 space blankets shipped from Alibaba. Now, it's going to take a month. It takes foresight. It takes planning. It takes some vision to thinking about it. It might not help the, the situation today, but to be able to think about being able to change people's situations. I mean, Richard Wani, you had asked me about. So Richard Wani was a guy I went Corey Rowe who, who's tomorrow night we're doing this whole really cool thing where we're gonna have Corey Rowe who's a celebrity a-list trainer one of the his his um clients at the prestigious gym he works at helps to run the global citizens um yeah. concert cool. so he got me a ticket there I went there it was a great time Sorry. it's okay and he um I, I was just hanging out and I had a conversation with this guy by like the water thing, you know, and he just was really nice. And I asked him where he's from. He said he was from South Sudan. He had been sponsored to come here with the Forrest Whitaker organization because he had started a not for profit in South Sudan to help people avoid conflict. Um, because a lot of people would just, a lot of boys would just end up in gangs and just end up, and he, he started this charity to start to understand how to de-escalate conflict and that you don't have to just kill other people to survive. So he was sponsored there, and his family is just constantly struggling. South Sudan is one of the newest countries on the planet. They seceded from North Sudan. They've been trying to establish their own government, but, I mean, they, they are struggling. So I, I stayed in contact with him. And I, you know, I got to know him and I talked to him for months and months and, you know, and then I had a, you know, he needed money to like feed his kids. Like his daughter, his similar age to my kids had malaria and they were, they were starving. Like they literally starved to death there. So I had to figure out how to send money, which was like super difficult. My hair is such a wreck. I can't even take this off. I got to put this back up. Um, he was, yeah, I think I, we think so. Sean found this one, but he, um, we had, I had to find a way to send money. Um, so then I had to learn how to do that, which was like this specific transfer. There's no banking system in South Sudan. So the money has to be wired to Uganda and it's got to go to like this weird, bizarre thing. So we learned through that, you know, and I gave him some money and different things. And ultimately the, the, the discussion was, I can't, I can't just financially support somebody for their whole family forever that's not that's not a sustainable long-term thing i read this started reading this book the manifesto for a moral revolution which is written by the ceo of a a, a wonderful woman who has started one of the biggest micro lending organizations acumen i believe it is and i said you know what maybe let, let me let me think along those lines you know i had some very big significant bonuses that i'd been working for 14 years to get me in Callum, and i had talked to him like if you had money if you had someone willing to invest, how or do you know how you'd be able to sustain your family? He said, of course. I had a successful business. It was We had to go to a refugee camp. You know, Basically, barbarians stole it, roving gangs of people. So he said, I would start a pig farm. And here's exactly – I said, put up a business proposal. So he got me a business proposal of the cost of the pigs and the, you know, the, the, the cost of the land. You need security and you know, water and all these different things. So we ended up saying – and I said, listen, you know, and for me it was giving. But I set it up because of any for the, any business interest. I felt like okay, I'm gonna, I said what would be the terms of a loan because he can't get a loan. There's no banking right. system. I said what would be the terms of a loan? What would be the interest rate of a loan? And I think it was like fifteen percent would be like a low number. Like be, I'd be like the best rate you could get for a business yeah. loan. So I said okay, I'm gonna send you this money. What you need, 
and you're gonna and when can you pay me back? When can you feed your family? He said it would take about three years. And I said, Great. So what I said, okay, here's an experiment. It's giving. But it's me using my business mind and my, my creativity to then be able to say the goal is if he can build this company and then he can have a long-term permanent solution financially, we can then take that initial investment and we can take that, that interest. And I told him that it was going to be his job to find someone that I was willing to invest with him over the next three years and to train and to coach and to help them as I've been training and coaching him and speaking to him about different things. So when you think about money and you think about giving in a way to change people's lives, if we're smart with the way that we give, and it starts whether it be, you know, people are Christian, people are Muslim, people are Jewish, people are atheist, it doesn't matter. You know, whether you're giving to a church, or you're giving to a temple, you're giving to a mosque, that's usually the foundation of any abryonic type of, you know, religions, and that's the starting point. But when you're looking to make the world a better place with your money, that's how you're able to start to really change things, you know, really to create create change so if you look at giving money as the other people at the end of it versus yep. just buying something else for yourself then it it starts to change how you see things but you know that you're that kind of a person dylan yeah i think that's huge and i i guess too one thing that i mean i don't know you i know you're going through a really strong financial coaching journey too with like all the dave yeah. ramsey stuff and everything so do you recommend maybe for people who are just like on the edge like uh, i see a bunch of causes i, I would want to give to but I feel like maybe what I'm giving it might not be enough or whatever. Like, is it better to just start doing something? Is it better to start small or do, you know, do, do they have to wait till it's like a major sum of money or, or a time investment? Like, what did that look like for you? Because obviously you probably weren't always in the financial position where you could sure. start, you know, a, a micro business um, solution in, in Africa, right? Sure. Like when you were back to the forum, et cetera. Sure, sure. So there's a few parts to that. Let's start with how does someone start on a journey of giving? Giving, giving is a perspective on your resources and your faithfulness to be willing to move forward. So whether you give a little, you give a lot. One of the first things me and Callan committed to was somebody in Penn Station was working for that children international company. And we, we donated $33 a month for this girl, Ma Bernadette in the Philippines. I think she was five at the time. And I think they aggregate a bunch of things, whatever it looks like. But we've been supporting her for 10 years on a monthly basis. And it's a little bit of money, you know, so you look for anything, a little bit of money goes a long, long way. Yeah. So you start with this, you just, you look to do what you can. Now, if you're looking to say, hey, I'm really looking to go on a journey of generosity and the freedom that can come from being willing to give, then I would strongly recommend reading a book called The Blessed Life by Robert Morris. Now, that's Christian, but regardless, yeah, we went through that series, and that was the book that we read that the few of us, when me and Callan started that Bible study at V1, started V1 Church and raised that $50,000 over a very short period of time, a group of people coming together for a common vision and a common cause financially with the internet and with crowdsourcing and, and before that, but particularly with those things, you can create anything that you want. I mean, you could V1 has 20 something thousand people watching. If they just gave $5 a week, they have a $5 million year operation budget. If nobody ever tithed the ability to scale and the ability to look at the internet, you look yeah. at what's happening with GameStop and AMC, you know, where a few people on a Reddit thread have totally upended and lost billions of dollars for a hedge fund. It's not the stocks, the, the, the narrative about that. The stocks is fine. The financial market's fine. Who's winning and losing is fine. Being fair, fine. Robin and five people are missing it. The discussion there is the power 
of what can happen with a small group of people connecting and being generous. So, you know, if you're starting this journey, giving anything's important. Um, And it's really important to realize that as you start to give, what you gain from perspective and who you become is ultimately going to change. When you don't give, no matter how much you have, you are fearful of what you will never have. Uh, that's it. And for some reason, people look, they, they look at money in ways that don't often line up with their values. They say they want to make a difference, but if you look at their budget, they spend 50% of their money on, a, on a expendable income on a monthly basis. They spend that money on unnecessary luxuries. Yep. So when we start to get our, our finances in alignment, that's, it also opens up being able to invest in your business. The way that, you know, are you fearful to put up 1000 or 5000 or $10,000 to try something, to invest into something? Because if you're not willing to give, you're not going to be willing to invest either. And it's just looking at it in this same way. So there's so many different parallels and connections. But for your question, start giving and start learning about why and how people give. And you can cha- we can change the world, just a small group of people. Create yeah. huge, unbelievable, revolutionary change. Yeah, it's incredible. It really, really is. And it, 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 it really breaks my heart sometimes where people feel like they don't have enough to give or the little bit that they bring is not enough to make a big impact. And it's such a false narrative. I don't know sure. how that gets ingrained. I'm sure you have you know a lot of insight on that too. But um, yeah, it's incredible. And I appreciate having people like yourself in my life so much where at the drop of a dime, you know, generosity is, is at the forefront, you know, and, and that's incredible. Honestly, what you guys are doing, what you guys are doing with the podcast. I mean, even this episode right here is going to affect a couple thousand people down the line. So I'm super excited about that. And I, I love you, big guy. Seriously, uh, I love I'm you too, dude. To, to see what happens in the next couple of years with this. Love you too, man. Sean wants to say hi. Stand by. I'm just saying. <laughs> Shawnee. Up. We don't have the proper tech here to be able to do this. We kind of just like Sean's holding a microphone up to a phone. We didn't really know how this was <laughs> going to okay. go. So, but anyway, you guys are making it work though. I love that. Sean's making it work. If it wasn't for Sean, I wouldn't do anything. Sean's got ideas now too. Out the audio into an, an XLR jack that can adapt. We'll have headphones here into our splitter where we can listen to it. Perfect. And then our mics happen. No feedback. We're good. Perfect. Train, done. Perfect. Okay. So everyone that's here, please tell your friends next time we'll be better. And we're really going to make sure this is good. Because I think a few live episodes, I think this will be a cool thing. Yeah. We can just kind of hop on and chat, make it, a, make it a podcast. So, all right, Dill. I love you, brother. Later, man. All right. Anybody else have any questions or thoughts before we close down? We got time for one more. Hey, David. Hey, Ashley. I freaking love you. What's up, James? What's up, Robbie Zimbalist? But anybody else have any questions or thoughts or anything we could talk about? And we could finish this episode up. Round it up. Round anything. Round. Even you want to talk about something that you feel like is cool to talk about. Come on. Step, step on down. I'm excited to see Tom Brady win another Super Bowl. Me too. I love Tom I love Brady. Tom I don't Brady. know why people hate Tom Brady. Here's all the, yeah. Just, whoa! Got the bell out there. Anybody have anything they want to ask or say? Let's see. Oh, here we go. Oh, there's a question. Brian, takeaways from the process by Bull Hoffman. <laughs> Bull Hoffman. Um, Boulder. Well, Bri, um, I'll let everybody, that's a great book to read, but let's. 
That's a that's a deep one. That's, I'm that's, not willing to get into that right now. That's knee deep in the no, rap game no. there. That's that's not a Sunday lazy Sunday. What kind of dog is Roxy? That one's fine. Roxy is a black lab border collie husky. Uh, when I rescued her, they told me that she was going to be 45 pounds. The highest she got to was 90, healthy 90. Now she's currently weighing in about 82.675 pounds. Approximately. And she'll be 11 years old in April 20th. And um, she's the, one of the best dogs in the world, next to Paisley and all the other dogs. But on the DL, I say she's the best dog in the world. Well, you know, I can't say it's, called, uh, it's called confirmation bias. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. But seriously, though, for everybody that's still stuck through this episode yeah, with us. Yeah, thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for being here. Thanks for being on. Um, Brian, I don't think there's any snow yet. There isn't any snow there's yet. There's no snow here. here. But Tomorrow in general, night. they have. They love it. They made some snowmen the last time. Um, but for those that are, are still on this episode, still with us, the next two weeks we have Mike Feeney, comedian. You get to hear that journey. Then we have Kevin Nah. Nahi? Nahai. 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 Coach. Really cool dude. First time I got to meet him today. Those episodes are coming up these next two weeks, so yeah. get ready to hit that share button to receive some serious content. We're working on creating some shareable stuff for you um, that will provide some value. The one thing about Kevin is that he went through these five things on helping develop self-esteem. So good. Which I'll throw the questions into the post that we do for him. So but good. But I ain't going to give it all away. You we'll have up to tune to into like that. One a day. Oh, there you go. One a day. Lead up. Yep. Um, Cristali asks, she doesn't watch the news, but talk more about GameStop. We'll finish with this. Bunch of hedge funds. And, and if anyone has financial knowledge, you can correct me because I, I have very superficial knowledge. So bunch of hedge funds, though, shorted the GameStop stock. GameStop stock. Now, what a short position means is you're betting on the stock going down. So you make money on all the down because you're like borrowing a share almost at like, let's say $25 and you're saying you're going to want to go down to 18. So you make the spread or 20 to 18, whatever it is. So it's a position where if it goes up, you lose, but if it goes down, you win. So people heard about this on a Reddit thread and they said, screw this, screw these people, screw this nonsense. Mm -hmm. And they started buying up GameStop stops, a GameStop, GameStop stocks. How much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? With livestock. How much stocks could a GameStop stop if a GameStop could stock stocks? Um, but then it started to go wild. And now they went from having to pay the difference to where it went from like 20 to $450 a share. So that means they've now lost $430 a share, which is the tune of billions of dollars. So the key with this, and now Robinhood shut down the trading, which was like the app for people to trade. And there's a lot of layers to it. And there's a lot of financial regulation to it. There's a discussion of markets. There's a discussion of different things. But I believe, Gary Vee also mentioned, I believe the narrative is re really realizing the internet came out 25 years ago or so, 20, 30 years it's ago. Just scratching. People don't realize that it's changed everything. Systems have changed. The, the, the people that you know were publishers and gatekeepers, you don't need a publisher. You don't need a stage. You don't, need, you don't have you know, gatekeepers of media anymore determining the internet has allowed the scale because a large group of people have always been able to change anything, any group of elite, any type of industry, but the connection that this now brings, the ability for us to do a podcast, we're going live to do all these different things, it has changed everything. 
in the way that we operate in business and what we can do. So anyway, that's just kind of a, a quick overview. Definitely look into it. And Cristali, I would recommend that you look at certain, you should know current events. To not look at current events and news at all, I think, is a very poor piece of advice people sometimes give um, unintentionally. Now, we shouldn't doom scroll. We shouldn't be negative. To be uninformed about current situations, current things, there's an app called Pocket where you can save things um, and, and do different things. And there's different types of news aggregators to get different things. But we should all be aware of current events. That doesn't mean that we need to be negative. We need to not understand that there's biases, but we should be aware of current events. So anyway, those are my thoughts. That's the thoughts. That's the podcast rando. That's the rando podcast. Rando live o podco. (laughs) Podco out. Panko breadcrumbs. Breadcrumbs. (laughs) Nailed it. Sautéed. Nailed it. Chicken. Chicken. Shrimp scampi. Scampi. Chicken piccata. (laughs) I thought I was supposed to say the other half. You're Uh, supposed to finish like the joke. Oh, red. Wine. Beard. Dragon. (laughs) Rainbow. (laughs) <laughs> A rainbow potato out. <laughs> Bye, guys.